Hello, my name is Abby and welcome to the City Council Candidate Session number four. I really hope you've watched session one, two and three. And this time we have three new candidates to present to you. Um, we're going to um, ask them the same questions and give them a chance to introduce themselves. So today I'd like to welcome Vidal. Uh, he is running in place four. Uh, Elisa, she is running in place eight. And Bill in, is running in place seven. Um, so each of them are running in different positions. So let me get started with you, Vidal. Please introduce yourself uh, and, and kind of let us know a little bit about you. Sure. Yes, absolutely. Hi, Abby. Um, thank you for this invite and creating this forum. I think it's awesome. Plano moms can hear from us, the candidates themselves, and get to know this and decide who they're going to be voting for. So Hi, Plano Moms. Um, I'm Vidal Quintanilla. I'm from South South Texas, from a city called Palmview. I have a bachelor's degree in business administration with an emphasis in human resources and a master's degree in public health with a concentration in health policy and management. I'm currently executive director of human resources, overseeing day-to-day -day HR operations for GI Alliance. And the responsibilities I handle daily is equivalent to the size of the city of Plano and its budgetary infrastructure. Thank you, Vidal. Um, Bill, I'm going to come to you next because you are running in place seven. Please introduce yourself. Well, hello, Abby, and hello to the other candidates, Vidal and Lisa. It's nice to meet you. I hope to meet you in person someday. Good luck in your race. Uh, it takes, it takes uh, uh, people like yourselves willing to go through something like this to uh, run our city, and so I do appreciate it, and I know the sacrifice that's there. Um, my name is Bill Lyle III. I was born in Richardson, Texas. I uh, I came north a whole mile and a half to downtown Plano in 1998 when I moved my small business out of my childhood home um, due to expansion. And I have been here in East Plano ever since. I own and operate uh, two companies. One's Lyle Incorporated, and we do landca landscape construction work. Uh, most of our projects are uh, larger and commercial in nature. And then I also own a company called Smith Lyle Holdings, where I uh, purchase, hold, uh, and develop real estate. And so um, I'm running because I have a passion for our city. And uh, Abby, I appreciate the opportunity to, to visit with your followers today. Thank you very much. And finally, Elisa, please introduce yourself. Yes. Hi, Abby. My name's Elisa Klein. I'm running for city council place eight. I have many hats that I wear. Um, First of all, I got here as fast as I could to Plano. My parents moved to Plano from Garland when I was a teenager. I am a proud Plano East Panther, and uh, I've been here ever since. So I've been here for almost 25 years. I'm not originally born here. I have that unique experience where I'm an immigrant. One in four people that live in Plano were not born in the United States. So I feel I bring that unique perspective. In addition to that, I feel like I have um, unique experience as far as I have both government experience and experience working in the private sector. I've worked for two local municipalities and I own my own business. So I'm a small business owner and I understand those hardships. I have two kids in public schools right now, one that goes to Matthews and one at Schimmelfennig. And I just, I love this town. I'm running because I'm a problem solver, I'm a planner, and I care very deeply about the city of Plano. Thanks. Thank you very much, all of you, for introducing yourself. So the first question should be really quick, um, but Vidal, how long have you lived in Plano? I've lived in Plano since 2017. I, I moved up north to, to my work and our corporate office is located in Dallas. 
My company placed me in Dallas temporarily and I lasted in merely three months in a loud city environment. And I searched for my homes and I discovered Plano. I must have toured around 30 different houses in Plano before deciding on my current residence. Thank you, Vidal. Same question to you, Bill. Yeah, so I moved my business here in 98 and I started sleeping in Plano with my residence somewhere around 2006. So do the math, about 15 years sleeping here and a little bit longer than that running a business here. Thank you. And finally, Elisa. I've been here since uh, about 25 years now. And when I graduated from college, I decided to come back here because I knew that this was a great community to put down roots on. Thank you very much. So the first, well, second question, but this is the first meaty question. Um, Vidal, what changes have you seen since you moved here that you both like and that you dislike? I've seen tremendous growth in our city. One thing I do not like is how congested our roads have become. It takes me now about 45 minutes to get from one side of the Plano to the other. I also noticed our city libraries does not stock up on popular children's books. The reason I started running in the first place and researching is based how I've experienced on the weekends, families being told that children's books have been checked out or their current place on hold. To me, that's inexcusable when a child wants to read a book on the weekends without being told to do so, that's not gonna last. And to be told by a library staff that the book isn't available just breaks me, especially when I hear the mother say, we traveled from Hygert Library to this one because we were told that the book is in stock. And I'm sure those listening have experienced this as well. The things that I have enjoyed is how diversified my neighborhood is. Plano is definitely becoming a city of a melting pot of cultures. Every two or four residents speaks a foreign language. And I strongly believe with as diversified our community is, our city council should reflect our diversity in its elected council members. Thank you, Vidal. Same question to you, Bill. Yes, yeah, so the changes that I've seen. Um, I have seen Plano go from, well, East Plano specifically, from uh, irrelevant to a destination spot. When I came in 1998, I used to eat my donuts on a park bench at 14th Street and Avenue K in a park. And so I've watched Eastside Village phase one and phase two, the Southland Corporation's couple phases. I've watched uh, Nathan and Bonnie Shea bring in uh, a couple different restaurants. They're doing another one next to a property I own now. And so I have watched East Plano transform from, like I said, irrelevant into uh, really something that, that everyone can be proud of. Uh, as far as things I dislike, look, you got to understand when, when you grow, things are going to change. And that presents different opportunities to, uh, to solve problems, uh, even, even conflict. Uh, conflict gives you a chance to, to reconcile and to build a, a stronger relationship. And so I don't like to focus on things that I dislike. I'm a problem solver and um, I, I'm excited that we live in a city that's healthy, vibrant and growing. Thank you very much, Bill. And finally, Elisa. Yes, well, as you can imagine, having been here as a teenager, I remember when Collin Creek Mall was the only mall around. That was actually my first job. Um, as I left and went to college, I remember coming back home and seeing Stonebriar Mall go up. And so there's so many changes to this community that I've seen um, where my parents live and they still live there. Um, you know, there used to be just dirt roads and farmlands and that's all changed. I remember being a teenager and writing letters to my elected officials, actually, because Hedgecoke's uh, was very dangerous. There was no lighting over there. Um, so as you can imagine, I've been involved ever since I was at a young age. One thing that I've, I love about Plano is that we've had leaders that have had the foresight to plan. And I, and I, I respect that and I want to contribute to that. 
Um, so when I came back from college, my first job was at McAfee. And as you recall, McAfee relocated from California to Plano. I moved their headquarters here. That provided local jobs and opportunities for young people like myself that were coming back home. I want to continue to make strides towards that so that we have companies that are able to align with our vision and provide back to our economy and provide jobs um, at different levels to our residents. So another thing that I see, you know, is our aging infrastructure. This is definitely a problem that we have to face and we have to see. Um, and it's one of those things where we need to plan out so that we don't have more costly uh, solutions down the road. We can prevent some of those things from happening. So I've looked very closely at the bond proposals and the meetings going on lately um, in city council. And, and I support the bond referendum that is gonna be on the ballot because I think that planning is, is just extremely important when we look at our infrastructure moving forward. Thank you. Thank you, Elisa. Okay, Vidal, the next question goes to you. Have you gotten to know the city by volunteering with one of their many volunteer programs? I have. Um, we have various opportunities to volunteer in Plano, and I'm part of a Facebook group called Plano Serves. Um, Y'all should really check out that group. Uh, I, I participate in North Texas Food Bank donations, purchasing school supplies for back-to-school drives, the mayor's favorite peanut butter drive. My personal favorite, though, is the Family Place. This is a program that assists victims of family violence. Please, if anyone is looking into a new charity that is impactful to mothers and children, I ask you to check out familiesplace.org. I usually place this program as my top priority, especially with my HR background in employing some mothers and introducing them to other HR executives in my Rolodex to help mothers get back on their feet and all completely anonymous and in a safe environment, of course. Thank you, Vidal. The same question goes to you, Bill. Yes, Abby, so there's seasons in life. And in my 20s and 30s, I uh, largely served at my church. Uh, from 2010 to 2013, I was involved with the CASA of Collin County, which is a court-appointed special advocate for uh, kids that have been removed from uh, their parents for one reason or another. Uh, and then once my son was born, I really have taken a back seat to volunteering and focused on uh, running my business. I, I really like the question, even though my answer may be non-traditional, but because um, I think more important than checking a box is just the idea that we have uh, servant leaders that uh, put other people's interests above their own and really have a servant's heart. Um, and so no one asked you the last time you uh, helped somebody uh, that had run out of gas on the side of the road or the last time you helped someone push a car uh, the last time you mowed grass for someone dying of cancer, but there's a lot of different ways to give back to the community. And uh, my heart is certainly uh, pointed that direction, but um, I, I have not volunteered specifically with uh, a City of Plano program. Thank you very much, Bill. And finally, Elisa, this question for you. Yes, this is a great, great question. I really like this question because, um, you know, serving or volunteering is something that um, in my family, you automatically do. It's, it's not a question of, are you going to do it? It's how you're going to do it. My parents um, raised us with a mentality of, you look, at, you look around you, I'm from a third world country, El Salvador, and, and you help in any way that you can. 
Um, it's part of part of your life and what you do. But some of the ways that I've volunteered, because Plano has so many amazing ways that you can volunteer. Um, I've been a huge PTA uh, advocate. I love PTA, was the president of my local PTA, um, just because I believe so strongly in education. Um, education is what provided me with this amazing trajectory of where I am today. So I just, I'm a big advocate of education. Um, and we have amazing education system here in Plano. Um, and some people don't understand, you know, that PTA is not just fundraisers and things like that, but there are things that they also can bring to the community. For example, one of the things that I did as president is I brought, um, I, we were awarded with a STEM grant that enabled us to have uh, a STEM night with parents and, and the kids involved. And that was a really neat thing to do. We were the only school in the nation that was from Texas elementary school that got to have that. Um, another way that I've uh, been an educate, uh, or advocate is I've gone down to the Texas legislative sessions and I've advocated on behalf of PTA. PTA does a great job at the state and local level of really marrying some synergies. And every year um, the PTAs get together and start talking about what's important. What are we going to advocate for for the legislative sessions? And I've, be, I've been you know, lucky enough to go down to to talk to Matt Shaheen at legislative sessions and, and talk to him about social emotional learning. And it's because of PTA that we were able to get legislation that now includes social emotional learning, learning in our curriculum. Um, so I just can't, you know, can't reinforce enough how much PTA does. And I also, you know, you don't have to have a student in a school to be a part of the PTA. You can be a community member. So I encourage everyone, uh, whether you have a child in school or not to get involved, it's a great way. Other ways that I've um, really helped in the community community are um, in Rotary. I've served as, as far as like the different projects they have going on, feeding um, or cleaning up projects. I'm involved in that. And most recently when the snowstorm happened, um, you know, some people in this community have just reached out to me to help. Um, I've been a trusted member of my community. And now that I've got my name out there and campaigning, people are reaching out to me. There was um, some students that live in Bel Air Oaks apartment that go to Sigler Elementary that were without water. They had no running water because of the snowstorm. So someone tagged me on Twitter and said, can you help us? And I'm like, well, I'm not an elected official, but I've got friends. I've got a network. Let me see what I can do. Again, I, I like to problem solve. I want to help. And so I managed to mobilize my friends, mobilize my network through social media, make phone calls. And I was able to deliver a hundred cases of water plus get some food over to them. And then even, you know, this made this caught the attention of some of the city officials and they were able to kind of to step in and help as well. Um, so I'm willing to jump in and, and I'm ready to serve at any point in time. Um, I've gotten to know this community, many parts of the community. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm just ready to serve. Thank you, Elisa. Okay, Vidal, have you served on the city board or commission? And if so, what did you learn from doing so? I have served on boards, not city boards, but I've served as boards for the IFC board, Cultural Alliance board, as well as president for Cultural Alliance board. And I've held multiple leadership positions. In high school, I was drum major and student council vice president. And little Vidal history in fifth grade, I was president of my elementary and I was able to raise enough funds for a jungle gym. And trust me, at that age, that's considered a success. And I'm still family friends with our principal and she encourages me over the years. And Honestly, I'm probably kind of her favorite, but um, it should really come as no surprise to anyone who knows me, how passionate I am and leadership driven and helping people who don't have a voice or a seat at the table. 
especially minorities. And that's why I'm running for place four. Thank you very much, Vidal. The same question to you, Bill. Uh, boards and commissions. I was actually appointed to the parks board uh, after the 2019 election. And I was there getting sworn in and they handed me uh, the city charter and the rules. And they said, you, you can't have a zoning case. You can't have a land deal with the city of Plano and you can't work for the city of Plano. And I had just won a project from the city of Plano. I had a land easement issue going with the city of Plano. I had a zoning case with the city of Plano. And so clearly at that point, I had to say, I can't serve on the board of commission. Um, what I have done, I have a, a current construction job going in uh, a park here in East Plano, the Shawnee Park. I uh, have won two other contracts with the city of Plano. And so what I have been able to do is take my experience um, and what I do for a living and submit competitive, bid, competitive bids, win the jobs, and then serve actually out in the field, which is uh, aligns very much with my passion. And so um, I was appointed and then disqualified. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. And finally, Elisa. This is a great question because um, I've never sat on a city board or commission as a resident, but since I worked for two municipalities, I've been a part of uh, the commissions and boards as an employee, a city employee. Uh, so I've seen it from that point of view. Um, and, and, you know, one thing that I do want to touch on, and I think Vidal mentioned this too, is that um, there are parts of our that are not, that we feel are not very represented in the city council and some of our leadership. And I think it's because of access and, and information or lack of information or knowledge about it. So one thing I want to focus on is making sure that communities like East Plano or like folks at Sigler Elementary, uh, you know, have access to these resources. Um, one thing that I was talking to someone about recently um, from East Plano is they were like, well, how, how do I, you know, how do I get connected with some resources? I'm like, Plano Library is a great resource. If you're a student and want, and you want to find out what it takes to go to college and make budget preparations, they have a class for that through the Plano Library System. If you want to learn a new language, you can do that through the Plano Library System. If you're thinking about changing your career or shifting your career and you want to learn computer skills, you can do that through the library system. So what I wanna focus on is these commissions and these boards, getting more representation on them and also making sure that our residents know how to access these resources um, and, and this information through the city as well. A great question, thank you. Thank you very much, Elisa. Okay, next question is, what have you learned about the operation of city government? How have you invested your personal time in doing so? Vidal. Well, I'm actually a huge research geek and I've reviewed our city's budget as well as broken it down by sub-departments such as parks and recs and animal services departments. And Overall, our budget is very healthy and we have net assets of about 2.5 billion and we're known for our AAA bond rating. We aren't a billion dollar budget yet, but we range from around 600 to 650 million yearly in budgetary infrastructure. However, Plano tends to under budget pr project its city revenue and overcast its expenditures. And when doing so, we end up having a surplus of a range of 13 to 20 million. And with that being said, even though our tax rate is 44 cents per every $100 home value, our tax rate is still lower compared to other cities and our budget projection states we can maintain the tax rate due to our current surplus. But keep in mind with COVID-19 and taxable income for the year of 2021, our income stream most likely will be impacted by this compared to previous years, but again, that to be determined. So that's what I spend my personal time researching. 
Thank you very much, Vidal. Um, that same question to you, Bill. So this is about the operation of city government, correct? Yes. And so how have you invested your personal time in learning about the operation of the city government? Gosh, my I mean, attending council meetings and then more than anything is just actually having real experience with city government. And so when you're a contractor and you go through the procurement process to winning a bid, you understand how the city procures uh, contractors, you understand change orders, you understand uh, the implications of, of getting the bid right uh, the first time and making sure that there's not discrepancies. Uh, as a property owner, I've gone through zoning um, requests, which, makes, uh, which means you have experience with the planning and zoning department, the engineering department, the building inspections department. And so my uh, experience just comes from real life experience, actually having a need for our different departments. I had a piece of property here in East Plano. I'd opened a salon and the sewer line had um, uh, caved in the middle of 18th street. And so I watched our public works department show up when they figured out it was their problem with the camera and worked in the rain until the middle of the night to fix the problem. And so um, again, just real life experience, actually meeting these different departments. And um, uh, that's, that's the way I come to understand how our government works and how great they are. Thank you very much, Bill. And Elisa, the same question to you. Yes, I have a master's in public affairs administration with a concentration on municipalities. Um, in addition to that, you know, I worked for two different uh, local cities, which really gave me an understanding of how all the different departments work, how they interact, um, what it takes because it's a huge undertaking as far as the city staff is concerned, just to hold a city council meeting. There's so much preparation and research and work that goes into that. Um, in addition to that, you know, we have a council manager system. So our, our council members are basically like a board of directors and our city manager is who is in charge of the daily operations of the city. Um, so I think that that's another thing that I'd like to point out is, you know, having had the experience of working for a city, I understand that there is a very important relationship of collaboration between the city council and uh, the staff. Um, and we, we have an excellent staff right now at the city of Plano. They do a great job of proposing budgets every year uh, and, and just have run, run a really good show. You know, we are the city of excellence and a lot of that is contributed to the excellent staff that we have at the city and how they work. Thank you very much, Elisa. I definitely agree with you. Our city staff are the best. Um, I absolutely agree. Um, okay, question number six. Do you have an affiliation with a political party? If so, which one and why are you affiliated with that choice? Vidal. Yes, um, as many of you know, this is a nonpartisan race and I'm running my campaign that way. I've talked to both parties during my campaign and I'm running for place four for the citizens of Plano in the municipal election as a concerned Plano resident, obviously because of the obvious division of our current council members. Me speaking as Vidal Quintanilla and my personal voting registration is Republican, and that is open record for anyone to verify. Um, I grew up in a split political household. My father's a Democrat and my mother's a Republican. They both taught me how to understand a different point of views and the values in assessing my own understanding and due diligence. I don't always vote straight ballot. I vote based on the topic and the ethics of the individual running or the policy and how it impacts the everyday life for an American. Thank you very much for your transparency and honesty with answering that question, Vidal. Absolutely. Same, same question to you, Bill. Yeah, so I, I would just 
echo some of what he said in that this is a nonpartisan uh, race. And I think the most important thing for the voters here in Plano to know is that I, I plan on listening to both sides and, and then making a decision that's not based on uh, some party affiliation, but what's, on, what's best for the, the citizens of Plano um, here. And so, you know, it doesn't take a genius to explain that there's largely divisive issues at the national level that don't filter down to our nonpartisan election here in, in Plano, Texas. And so I'll, I'll follow Bedell's lead and, uh, you know, I'll proudly tell you that um, I am affiliated with the party and I typically lean towards uh, the Republican ticket. And if you do the open records request or look at my voter registration, that's what you would find. But that's not what's important here. What's important is that uh, we have leaders that are willing to listen to whatever the issue is and then make a, a decision that's based on what's best for the city of Plano. Thank you very much, Bill. And again, I appreciate your honesty in answering the question. Finally, Elisa. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that the gentleman before me both um, explained this really well. Um, I know that all of us, I see all the candidates and we're all working really hard to reach out to the community and all sides of the community, not just one party or another. I myself, I don't refuse any speaking engagements. If, you, if someone wants to talk to me, I'll go there and we'll talk and I'll listen because that's what my job is. My job is to listen to the people. Um, I do have a party affiliation. I've been known uh, to vote Democrat. I have supported Republicans in the past. Uh, so I just want to be very open about that too. A large part of my community community that is that is supporting me here in my neighborhood are people from the opposite party that that you know from for me and support me because they know that I've been a proven leader and I can get things done um, so anybody that you know is willing to give me a chance and that wants to hear uh, my platform I'd love to talk to them I'm always open to talk to anyone and you can find all my information and my priorities on elisaforplano.com thanks Thank you very much, all of you. That is a tough question, but it is important because um, we do live in a political world. And yes, it is a non-partisan race. And I am very, very um, happy to hear that uh, you are um, able to be honest with your own personal affiliation, but also open to listening to everybody. Um, so the final question um, is this one. Vidal, what type of decisions would you make if elected, and what changes would you like to see if you filled the seat in the city council? So this question is a little misleading since council is made up of eight individuals guided by an attorney to keep us in compliance. Um, I am, however, someone who can build a bridge and become a liaison between the untrust behavior of our current council members, especially since I'm running without any hidden agendas or parties or special interest groups backing me. But changes I would like to recommend is adding on more police force to our current budget. We're definitely running a very, very lean police force with around 592 FTEs, with 20% of this expecting to retire within the near future. And this to me is extremely alarming, um, especially for the future of our department. So for a city of our size, we should have at least an extra 25 or 30 more police officers added into our budget. And just last week, oh no, actually just yesterday, City, um, City Manager Mark mentions that he's bringing up to council approval to overhire police officers for already the over pre-established budget. So in my honest HR opinion, it should have never come to this in the first place. Our budget should have strategically taken into account city growth, population growth, and projected staff changes. So when I'm on council, I will conduct due diligence and 
ask questions that clearly define the needs of our police department to ensure our people don't get burned out at the end of the day. Thank you very much, Fidel. Absolutely. Same question to you, Bill. Yeah, so what kind of decisions would I make if elected? Um, I'll give you a couple examples. One, my decisions won't be influenced by money. I have supported my own campaign and not accepted any donations. It's important to me that uh, if I feel called to do something, that I don't go around to other people and ask them to pay for it. Uh, that way I don't owe anybody anything and I can truly be a nonpartisan person that isn't influenced by, uh, by money. And so I think that's something that's important. Uh, secondly, I'll give you a couple practical things. Uh, right now, the city council um, appoints dozens of people to dozens of different boards and commissions. And they ask everyone to serve on those boards and commissions as volunteers. And then our city council, at the top of the food chain, they pay themselves to show up to their meetings. And so I, I just think that that's a, uh, it's inconsistent and it's, it's not good leadership to, to ask so many people to go to two meetings a month and to serve and to volunteer. And then because they think they're at the top of the food chain to pay themselves. And so I, I wouldn't take the money if I was elected. I would um, steward that back to a nonprofit in the community or if I could get enough people to vote with me, which is highly unlikely, uh, we would just stop paying ourselves. Um, the Great Update Rebate is a program in Plano that we have no business being in. Um, this is where we take taxpayer money and we give it out to other people so that they can renovate their bathrooms or their landscaping or um, something in their private home. Maintaining your private home is a private responsibility. It's not something we should be using uh, other people's tax money to do. And so I would make responsible decisions, fiscally responsible decisions, um, and I would narrow the focus of our government to A-plus services, keeping police fire in the best, um, no nonsense, which is like the great update rebate, getting rid of that, and then uh, hopefully the lowest possible taxes. Uh, I support funding our government fully, but uh, getting out of the business, you know, these different things that we just don't belong in the business of doing. Thank you. Thank you very much, Bill. And finally, that question goes to you, Elisa. Yes, I definitely want to echo what some of the other candidates said before me about public safety. We're known as one of the safest places to live in the United States. I want to keep it that way. So I fully support funding for technology, for equipment, for training, and even to make sure that our police officers are compensated appropriately um, and have, uh, you know, we don't have the, 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 the risk of losing them to other cities, because I guarantee you other cities that are watching will take our good people if we're not compensating them correctly. So I want to make sure that our, we keep Plano safe by ensuring that our first responders are fully funded. Um, on top of that, you know, I want to take care of our city. I want to make sure that we continue to, to work on our parks and rec. What did we see during the pandemic? We all went outside. We all went on the trails. We all went and, you know, walked in the parks. And I want to make sure that we continue to keep these places, um, you know, up to par and, and keep them just enjoyable for people. I myself have two kids. I live right by Chisholm Trail. There's not a week where we don't go and, and ride our bikes or take a walk on Chisholm Trail. So maintaining that is important to me. Um, in addition to that, you know, I want to make sure that we continue to bring jobs locally and, and have jobs for our young people or for people that want to switch careers. So continuing to recruit businesses to come here that align with our values is one of my top priorities as well. And as far as um, the community 
community itself, I'm a strong believer in unifying this community. So I want to make sure, again, that people have access and, and education to how to get resources, whether it's how to improve uh, your career through taking classes at the library or making sure that we're being inclusive about our revitalization projects. One thing that I saw the city council do recently with the bond referendum is they made it a point to include, uh, to take into account how is how are these changes going to affect our disabled community? Are we looking at making updates or repairs uh, that accommodate everyone? So I wanna take those things into account as well. Let's plan for the future, but let's be smart and practical about it. Um, after all, you know, I'm, I, I want to keep Plano the city of excellence. That's why I love living here. I've seen it through many stages of life and I plan on being here for a long time. So thank you. Thank you very, very much. And so we're going to wrap up the session now. Um, and I really hope you've had a chance to get to know our three candidates that have offered their time, their energy, their passion. Um, and this is not a difficult, this is not an easy thing to do is to put yourself in the running to, uh, to run for city council. And so thank you very much to all of you for, for doing that. And I want to encourage everybody to do your research, get to know every candidate that's on the ticket, make sure you're registered to vote. You must do so by April 1st if you haven't already and that the um, early voting starts April 19th and May 1st is the big voting day is the day of the actual election so um, I wish all of you the best of luck in your race and thank you very very much for your time today. Thank you Abby. Thank you Abby. Thank you Plano Moms. Thank you all. Have a good one. Thank you.